this weekend called audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We'll be talking about bass, talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found, check your grounds. The show about to start, start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. This week in car audio, audio. Yeah, yeah. Tune in, tune in, this week in car audio. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, and not exactly Jeffrey. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey ain't here today. Um, let me share this real quick. How you been doing, Wyatt? Good. Busy with the holidays and everything. Okay. Um, we, uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. In Wisconsin here, I don't have all the nice uh, weather like you do, so I've been dealing with snow and rain and crappy weather and all that fun stuff. All right. So do you do the Frost Off or whatever uh, show to start the year again, like uh, the yep. Jeremy before you did? Yep. So we'll we'll have that, like – end of April, early May, that's usually right when it starts getting to the point where it's almost 60 out here, so. <laughs> a whopping <laughs> 60 degrees. Yep. Um, oops. It always happens. Somebody texts me in the middle of doing a show. Um, it drives me nuts. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we had some things going on there. Uh, we're waiting for Darren to come in. Darren's going to be in there. Um, SQ Sounds. Let's see. I saw I got my Facebook stuff up and running. Um, let's see. Why am I? Do I have anybody on? Oh, I'm sorry. On the. Let's see if anybody on the Facebook. Oh, because I haven't opened it on Facebook yet. That's why I can't see any of the text on Facebook. Um, hold on a second. Let me get this going so I can pull these up. Uh, yeah, so we've had just really crappy, crappy weather out here uh, for us. And, um, oh, there you go. Uh, let's see here. Now, how do I see this? There we go. And then mute the sound. There it is. There we go. Uh, we got Rosa. We got uh, Tiffany. We got um, uh, Tristan out of Bridgetown, Barbados. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we've just had like weather. We're actually supposed to get seven inches of rain over the next like four days or something, three or four days. Oh, um, wow. Oh, hey, there's Darren. So let me switch back to the main. And he should be on here in just a second. There he is. There's Darren. Let's get him on here real quick. Hold on. Uh, let me finish uh, saving this. Um, so, yeah, so I'm having a hard time scheduling shows in that much rain at the moment, but it is coming. Um, we, I will start doing shows pretty soon. Uh, I saw Darren actually posted a, a – had to put a post up about um, all the shows he's got coming up. How you doing, Darren? I'm good. And yourself? Just fine. So I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody first off here. Um, season three, we're at it again. This, uh, you know, season three, episode one. Uh, Jeffrey couldn't make it. He was in Vegas for CES and ate some bad food. And um, I don't want to misquote him. Hold on. Let me pull him up real quick on the quotes because I, I don't want to um, misquote him. Uh, there's a Darren. Let's get rid of that so I don't see that anymore. And Jeffrey. <sighs> so, come on, pull on up here. I, I Like I said, I'm just trying not to misquote the guy. He says, I may have picked up a bad burrito, and, and I think it went bad. Been in and out of the bathroom, coming out of both ends. Thought he oh, could tough my. it out, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> That's kind of – Steve Willis understands what's going on. Uh, so, yeah, so Jeffrey couldn't make it for that. Um, so the purpose of tonight's show, uh, for any of the people here sitting, watching, whatnot, um, if you have questions about the new rules or a rules question of what class would I be in, uh, it's always a bad burrito with that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve's been there, done that. 
Um, if you guys have a question about the new rules um, and want to know like the intent of a rule, uh, that's what we are here for. Uh, the rules that we came up with, <laughs> uh, Tristan says all, all he needs is a shot of rum and he'd be good. I guess in the Caribbean area, that's, uh, that's the way you fix everything with a nice shot of rum. Is that true, Darren? I stopped drinking, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got Roberto out of um, out of uh, uh, Mexico there, a multi-time world champion in the stock classes. Sam Dunn. All right. Um, so, is there from the people watching right now? Uh, if you guys have a rules question, hit us up with it uh, until we get your first one. Um, Darren, why don't you tell us a little bit about the um, group of shows you got coming up here pretty soon? So it's um, it's collectively we're looking at 14, 14 events, two attend two attentative. Um, it's all in um, in Coover. That's that's a part in Trinidad. It's in one facility with um, working hand in hand with the owner of that facility, and we're doing. It's confirmed twelve events, one event per month. Then oh. we have okay. we have an event that is in Tobago. It's gonna be the first time TV Drag is really gonna be into Tobago. Okay. And that's an Easter weekend. Um so yeah. Are we looking at a few? This is just one this is one um one venue that we're doing twelve shows in per month. One, one event per month there. So we still have a, like the other, you know, guys that will want to do shows that will be filling in that card in the calendar. This is just the confirmed show. So we're talking, so you got Trebigo, Cuba, and Trinidad <laughs> right now, right? Cuba, 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 not Cuba. Oh, it's not? Cuba. Oh, it's a different one? Yeah. They have, they have badass cars in Cuba, dude. Yes, they do. So... Um, once again, so if anybody has any questions, uh, we are the judges. So we are going to do this on this show um, the second Monday of the month. So if you guys have a question about a, a show uh, or um, about a rule, we'll do our best to answer it here. Uh, but do remember, any answers we give on here are just opinions that are interpretation of what you have told us. We can't give an actual judging on a vehicle without um, we can't give a judging on a vehicle or a rule without seeing the vehicle firsthand. And uh, and we always defer that to the judge. And if there's a question, he, they will call multiple other judges to get their opinions on it and explain how he sees it. So remember that as the rule. Um, we are here to help clarify, like if you guys don't understand one of the rules or if you think a rule may be misinterpreted by somebody you know, um, we're here to tell you the intent behind the rule because uh, we were all part of the judging staff. <laughs> so um, ETA on rules going out in full. Well, essentially they're out. The we are just fine tuning some minor stuff uh, like the gross vehicle weight. That's one thing that is kind of still up in the air. But we are looking at um, at all the vehicles that compete and trying to see what um, what the vehicles out there weigh to get a gross thing. All right, so here, here's actually one of the questions I intended to get. So it says, with no deadener limit in place, are judges going to be specifically tedious about the factory appearing part of the rule this season? And how hard will the factory appearance portion be pushed if so? Uh, do one of you guys want to answer that, or you want me to get going with what we had discussed on that? You can go ahead. Okay. Um, so a as a judging staff, we had discussed the difficulty with, this has come from Charles Jr. Um, 
the difficulty with a sound end rule, if you guys were watching the show when we were discussing uh, potential rules that we could bring to Wayne Harris, um, the sound deadener was, you know, the enforceability is very difficult. Um, so essentially, the onus for proving that your car is within the factory dampening um, uh, requirements is on the competitor, not on the judge. So a judge will say, show me that that's how, where your factory was. And it's up to the competitor to prove that that's all the thicker it was or less. So um, that falls 100% on the judge. Uh, how strict they will be about the deadener and um, uh, the uh, factory appearing part uh, uh, will be strictly enforced, especially at World Finals and it should be at most of the 3X events. Any kind of big event, you definitely will um, have judges asking more questions. And once again, that's going to put the onus on the competitor to, you know, judge say, hey, that doesn't look right. Prove to me that it is. And it will be up to the competitor to prove it. Does that sound about right, you guys? Yeah, the only thing I, I was going to add to that, Doug, too, uh -huh. is I know uh, – one of the other questions we may or may not get is about the seats bolting in, right? Mm -hmm. And so the deadener and the seat thing kind of um, go together a little bit. So, you know, the main thing is if competitors are building up their deadener super, super tall, you're covering those factory seat bolt mounts. That's kind of one of our indicators. If we can't see where the factory seat bolted in, that's going to be suspicious to us. Like, did, did you cover it up? What did it look like before? You know, was it... Uh, was there a hump there? Were there two humps? Were, were there rails in place? Whatever the case is, right? So um, just kind of trying to, like you said, the onus is going to be on the competitor, um, but just trying to make sure that, you know, we're trying to keep it fair for the guys that are keeping the cabins, you know, as stock as, you know, as they are. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like you said, the deadener has been unlimited. So uh, we just don't want it to get out of control as it may have appeared to have this season. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so Steve Willis, uh, he says, I see the double windshield problem coming this year. I don't, we've had that double windshield now, what, three years? And I don't believe it um, created a problem this year at all, did it, that I'm aware of? So mm. I didn't see no. anything at finals that was a, a problem with the double windshields. So Sam Dunn says, I haven't touched my Explorer. So in theory, I should be okay for this year. Um, I can't answer that. I don't know what was done prior. Um, the sound dampening rule uh, definitely uh, could have changed that. And um, so I can't say that that is a true statement, Sam. Oh. He said he, he didn't mean the windshield. He meant the sound deadener could be an issue this year. It could be. Uh, but like I said, a big point of this whole thing is um, the onus needs to be on the competitor to prove that that was the thickness of the existing sound deadener in the vehicle. Um, uh, San, uh, Justin Stolman just popped in, which reminds me, uh, I got once again, I want to thank the sponsors of our thing. We're going into our third year now. Uh, we got Stolman Transportation LLC. We got lots of Watts car audio or lots of Watts clothing, uh, lifestyle clothing. We have Crossfire car audio and puns customs. So, uh, remember to sponsor or support the guys that support us. All right, says, uh, what about walls at the B-pillar and the seat bolts being behind the B-pillar? One of you guys want to do that one? Come on, don't be shy. We we have not decided on that yet. That's part of the conversations we're having. Um, you know, that's something, obviously, that 
we didn't think about ahead of time because you know if we don't have a vehicle that's in that scenario it's not something i think about because you know my daily driver isn't that way right but that's not what you guys are using um so we're still trying to figure out how we're gonna figure that one out um you know there's a potential that may not be able to be in place uh but we're not sure yet so hopefully in the next couple of weeks i know like doug said um, on top of what Doug said about the rules coming out, I know Wayne has been at Knowledge Fest and stuff like that. Holidays around the end of the year. So, I mean, I'm hoping here, you know, within the next couple of weeks, we have something that's finalized, but it's all going to depend, you know, what we can figure out. That's true. Um, let's see here. Nick Semino, sure, you, sure when you eat up five to 10 cubes of cabin area, that totally violates rules. Sure. That would be an accurate statement, Nick. Um, so one judge says yes, one judge says no. Uh, we are doing monthly meetings now as judges, just so you are aware, Steve, um, and everybody else, obviously. And um, we do, whether you guys know or not, um, I mean, I talked to Wyatt at least five or six times throughout the season. I've talked to Darren two or three times at least throughout the season. I talked to Jeremy Weber throughout the season. Um, Jeffrey and I talk uh, obviously once a week on this and, you know, catch up in between. So, um, yeah, so we as a judging staff definitely do talk a lot. Uh, and that's one of the great things, in my opinion, about DV Drag is it is awesome that um, our judging staff does communicate as a group uh, quite often all right so wally johnson i think this guy's out of uh isn't he out of one of the tennessee base racers wally anyway he says any update on the base race tracks I haven't heard anything since they said they were looking into it still uh wally then you aren't paying attention so um it is no they're not going to add whatever track people were asking to add um and uh, um, but I will say Wayne was talking about trying to get an, some additional um, boom checks that fell in between the um, the existing boom checks. So it, it would fall in between the frequencies. Uh, I, I don't know how you fall in between them because one track is, 20 to 26 hertz the next track is 26 to 31 hertz next one's 31 to 35 hertz next one's 35 to so I, i'm not sure how he's going to do that while he says he's out of south carolina but anyway um he did say that uh he's looking at trying to add additional tracks that fit in between the existing um boom check tracks all right now, there's definitely a desire as judges for us to provide everyone with, you know, more options. Uh -huh. um, I know there's just a few more challenges, right? So unfortunately, if we're going to limit it and we're going to provide the tracks and do everything we're doing, like Wayne has to be careful because the tracks have to be licensed appropriately and stuff. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't think about, right? Because if you pull up in the lanes and you pull whatever you want and it's public, there's not really an issue with that. But once DB Drake gets involved in that scenario, it becomes a lot more complicated. So He's trying to be careful with that as well. Uh, but we definitely want to try to get more out there. Yep. This may not happen for this season, unfortunately, right? So. Yep. Um, and, and just to say, um, you know, anybody that's ever been to one of my shows, we do uh, beat the boss. And I literally jump in any vehicle and I use the boom check. And I quite often hit the 9.9. .9, and I don't ever practice. So you guys that are into this, Wally and whatnot, that I mean, you guys practice all the time. I guarantee you guys, those boom check songs aren't very difficult to use. They are super easy to use. So um, uh, it says, Sam Dunn says, Denner rules sounds like no majority of super street vehicles won't be allowed. Uh, they will be allowed. They'll have to, some of them will have to remove Denner. Uh, quite a few of them won't have to remove any deadener, but there are a chunk of them that absolutely will have to remove deadener to 
be allowed again this year in that class. There's Chris. I almost called him in on it with us too, but he's uh, he's not an official judge. He's just the 1X guy running a lot of events. Um, and I do, like I said, I appreciate what he's doing. As Darren will attest, um, uh, you know, I'm willing to help anybody out that is running events. Uh, Darren, uh, Jeffrey was using my, um, my, uh, my stream lab. Yeah, to yeah. run, to do his event, which was awesome. Uh, and then Darren was doing it too. So, um, we got, I got to work on the audio thing. Uh, I just, I, I got to make the audio better for my streams for the DB drag events. Um, I'm thinking of picking up a thing called a Gato where it actually separates it and then throws it in the computer. Um, and I think that's what I may end up having to do. Um, so, uh, the people who wanted to abuse the rules going to have to uh, do some work. That's what Nick says. Um, here we go. All right. Um, Charles Jr. said, I was told by two judges that welding the slider door shut on my van due to a poor foam uh, accident damaging it. I'm able to do this still. Is it the only option to fix the mistake since it's foamed onto the vehicle now. Does that make sense to you guys? It seemed yeah. a little convoluted. So yeah. basically he's going to weld the the door on the van closed on the side, right? So, okay. Which um, should be fine for Super Street, right? Yeah. Super Street, if it's behind the B-pillar. Yeah. Um, or as long as there's no reinforcement. Right, so don't be putting extra gussets or anything in there when you do that. Um, mm -hmm. If there's a window there that goes up and down or opens, not gonna matter, so you don't need to worry about that. Um, yep. So uh, hopefully that depends on the class. Yeah. So like we said, so super street classes, it should be okay because it's behind the B pillar. Correct. All right, Wally says the boom check songs does work, but I'm not doing a 159.9 with a track seven hertz off my frequency. More boom check tracks would be better at least. And that's, Wally, that's honestly, that's what we're looking at because we do have a license for boom check tracks. So that is the reasoning behind using them and that way. Um, uh, what do you say, Nick Semino, they won't. They'll go to a different org, in my opinion. So, and he says that's on them. Acetone eats foam. So, there you go. So, if there's foam is an issue, he and Steve Willis is not wrong. So, Nick says, let's talk about structural reinforcement. What is your question? What's your comment on structural reinforcement, Nick? Um, we're here to talk about it. Um, I, I think I like to think that we're a pretty open book. Um, and if we and we might not have the answer right tonight, but um, why it's actually taking notes and these will get put into our judges uh, forum and we will uh, do our best to try and get these knocked out prior to the next month's meeting because the issue is when we discuss a rule, we have to deal with people across the entire world. And the vehicles I'm looking at are nowhere near even close to the vehicles Darren's looking at. And then Wyatt, I'm sure, is looking at a ton of four-wheel drives. I hardly see any four-wheel drives. Each vehicle is going to be a lot different. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's why it takes so long is because we have to, um, you know, we need to have a discussion with all the judges in the entire world to come up with the best solution for all areas. We are a worldwide organization. Correct. Okay, so Nick, yes, in front of the B pillar. I don't believe there's any structural reinforcements allowed in front of the B pillar. Would you explain? I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about with structural reinforcements. So, um, uh, less here says uh, do windows need to open and close in street and pro stock anyone 
What was our what was our decision on that? Street stock, pro stock, absolutely. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but we did discuss, so like here in California, I have a, a huge issue with um, the Tahoes. And we break the um, motors on those Tahoes literally all the time. So, um, yes, if you hook up the motor, but your hand, you need to assist it to go up, but you do have to demonstrate that it can go all the way up, all the way down. Oh. Is that an accurate representation? You can assist it, but the window has to have the freedom of movement to be able to move the full length of the track. Is that accurate? That's correct. Okay. So, um, let's see. I'm not sure where this came from with uh, Julio. Julio says, does having a wooden roof Oh, here's the rest of it. A wooden roof, wooden floor, wooden doors, keep me still in cyclone demo wall, stock dash, and stock windshield. So if he only has, what is it, um, three things or four things that put you in extreme, what is the thing oh, that move right. you from Super Street X to extreme? Yeah, so um, that's something we mentioned at the end of the season as well. But, yeah. uh, you know, the bulletproof windshields and uh, the wooden roof, floor buildups, uh, wall, certain stuff like that. Um, there really aren't any changes happening in demo cyclone besides the, the back back run. So whatever you were in in the previous year, that really shouldn't be changing either. So That's correct. Um, as long as you don't, you still meet Super Street X rules. <clears throat> you would be in a cyclone demo wall. If you would be in extreme class, then you get moved to a demo extreme. Right? So there is a class even if you get moved out. Um, let's see. Sam Dunn says, my Explorer definitely looks stock, but it also has a ton of deadener in it. Guess I will see how I fare at the first 3X if I'll be competing in drag, hope for the best. Uh, you know, we, we aren't looking to DQ anybody. We want everybody to be involved and to be, um, participate. And there is a place for that vehicle, even if it has too much deadener, it's going to go to Super Street X. Would you guys agree? So if somebody has too much deadener and they can't do, um, the uh, street stock that makes them or uh, super street even because if they have it in front of the B pillar, then we give them the super street X. Would that be accurate? Yeah, that would be correct. Yeah. So we aren't removing you from an event. You just may be classified differently than you intended when you showed up. Uh, yes. What does four by four have to do with the rules? Um, some of the four by four vehicles have different wheelbases and um, different, uh, what is it called? Um, it definitely, some of them have no sound deadener. So, I mean, when you're talking four by four, it's going to, it possibly could be different. But every vehicle will be judged on its own merits. Sound fair? Uh, lead in the pillars. So with that, I, oops, let me go back to lead in the pillars <clears throat> with lead in the pillars. I don't know how we would find that, but if we were to find that in a world record run, because that would cause us to do an excessive teardown and we were to find something like that, that would nullify the world record run. Would that be correct with you guys? Yes. Because they, they would have already qualified in that class. It would have just nullified the world record run. And get a zero. Yep. For that run. run. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Is Deadner allowed under the cabin floor outside the vehicle? It's technically not outside the OEM skin, 
since da drag does not consider the floor the skin of the vehicle so that's a good question that I don't think we've addressed so if somebody were to put deadener on the firewall uh, inside the engine compartment, which they do that on um, on drag racing cars, and they also do it on uh, like some of the show cars. So I do know it is a practice, um, but that is one thing I do not believe we have addressed, unless you guys know something different. No, I think... But I think that's the wrong, the wrong interpretation of how they would use deadener. If, if, if I'm correct, though, you know? I I believe that to be too, true. And, and go ahead, you go. No, and, and then uh, another thing I did want to mention is that um, Wayne did say he wants to empower the judges more to be stricter on the intent of the rule, um, more than the black and the white. So the intent of the rule, he wants to free us up to make more um, judgments. And uh, what he said he wants us to make better interpretation and right. look into the, the the black and white too much of it, so we can we can make the calls properly yep. and not look at the black and white that much. We use it as a guideline or the gray area of it. That's correct. Is that how you yep. understood it too, Wyatt? Yeah, and I can tell you in my area, if you had Denver underneath the vehicle, I'd probably put you in X. It, uh, it'd be X until we discussed it with the other judges, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that is, you know, you you pointed out the the OEM skin, the floor. You know, that was something that uh, was kind of talked about and used uh, for other stuff in the past as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, by changing that definition there's definitely some other implications with some other rules. Um, I, I wouldn't look at that as a gray area though. I'll put in that to me, you know, you could look at it the same way as, you know, you put a, a steel bar on the outside, right? You put Vibraflex that, I mean, that's like putting a steel bar or something almost, you know, depending on how many layers. So, <laughs> um, I got to get all the way to Steve, but are you looking under the vehicle, Wyatt? <laughs> that's what Steve wants now. I um, will I will to yours if you're in my area. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Wally uh, put on here, uh, Cyclone needs to look at the bonus points. One dB per frequency is way too much of a gain. Basically needs to call it the 20 hertz class. Most orgs do quarter dB per frequency or 3 dB per 10 frequency. Okay, Wally, if somebody else is doing that, then they're copying us, all right? So, um, and uh, if you take and you actually look at all of the, the Cyclone scores and you remove the outlier, you remove the World Finals guy, and in some instances, you even use the World Finals. I got Jose, world record holder for uh, demo wall, demo no wall right here in my area and if you go their scores are like what 211 or 214 216 and yep. you look some and i'll have nine people in my class or in that in uh in cyclone and you look and the bottom guy is like 187 so when you take that the difference is only 20 points and you're in 200 points, that's less than a 10% difference in first to last place. That is so, that's way closer than you can imagine. So the I, I'm a big fan of the 20 hertz thing and one dB per hertz. It really brings in a vehicle that's not a dB drag monster and gives them a place to play for your, for your loud, musical vehicles it's like um, the reverse the db drag gets in lower frequencies yep if db drag is higher frequencies yeah your numbers and for cyclone in your area it's crazy man uh, <laughs> no one in trying has crossed 200 as yet all right yeah i, I mean last, like last like, like 190 91 192 okay. i mean like a really bad score for cyclone is like 175 right so um 
like I said, and that's that's a really bad score. That's somebody that wasn't even close to 20 hertz and playing like a 150, you know. All right, um, let's see. How about start slapping a ban on people who get caught cheating? Um, so, in the past, DB Drag has banned people from cheat for cheating, uh, depending on how egregious it is. So, um, getting caught in the gray area is not necessarily cheating. Now, putting caps inside of an amplifier when we limit the amount of capacitance, that is directly cheating. And that guy was banned for 10 years for that. So, um, we have banned people for blatant cheating. Just saying. And the, it, it, and Wayne is not opposed to that even in the slightest. Um, <laughs> Steve Willis says, people already trying to find the gray areas. And Nick says, um, you know, underneath the vehicle, just as Wyatt said, that would fall under structural reinforcement. It, that's awesome, Nick. I appreciate that you, uh, you're agreeing with what we're doing here. I, I really, really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Charlie says, who doesn't love the gray area? Um, uh, he, and Charles Jr. says, I mean, the intent of Deadner is to strengthen the cabin no matter which way you view it. If you don't want cabins shrinking, then allow it under the vehicle. So, as was said, structural reinforcement. The Deadner, if you... Look at Deadener on a physics type level. The idea behind Deadener, and the, uh, as a sound engineer and whatnot, the idea behind the Deadener isn't to strengthen the cab, isn't to strengthen the panels. The Deadener is to absorb, so that's why it's flexible. Go inside of any music studio. You don't see them use rock solid Deadener everywhere, do you? No. All the deadener does, and like the Vibraflex and stuff like that, is change the density of the metal. That's all it's doing. And so, in an ideal world, you would have a piece of foam, an air gap, and then a piece of like Vibraflex or something. So that you would have multiple densities leaving because it's supposed to deaden the sound. And as it travels through those different medium, it will... Um, it will cancel out certain frequencies. And that's the idea behind Deadener. Deadener is not a reflector or a support. It is intended to be a Deadener, which is to remove sound from the cabin. Do you guys disagree with that in any way? That's the, other, the other piece I was going to add about the comment, though, is if we don't want the cabin shrinking... Right, and the the unlimited deadener rule is already there, right? Yeah, and and the intent is that if you have carpet in your vehicle, and you have foam that's you know say this thick, yeah, and then you replace that with deadener, hey, that's the stock appearance, that's how it looked from the factory, whatever, mm -hmm. not an issue. Some people are gonna have thicker foam, some people are gonna have thinner. That's the vehicle. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know that. You know, the intent of the rule is not that the cabin would be shrinking, right? Um, and I don't know if by allowing people to stick it on the outside, if that would. Um, I know in our area, uh, if these a lot of my guys drive their vehicles in the wintertime, and we have salt like crazy up here. So uh, I don't know what that would do to that nerd, to be honest. But um, I can't see any of the guys in my area being thrilled about putting that stuff on the outside. Um, and, yeah, especially and at $100. $100 for what's it like 12 square feet or something like that? Right. Good lord. Yeah. All right. Um uh let's see. Oh, let's see Nick says it would be no different than adding steel plate or doubling the floor pans, which has always been illegal. So, hey, Jose Ramos popping in here, I think, cuz Steve Willis said, "Hey, Jose." So, I, I, he may be popping in here somewhere. Um I don't know. He said maybe for rich people, Doug. That that comment was a couple minutes ago, so I'm not sure what he was talking about on that. 
Um, and I am falling a little behind on comments, just so you guys know, because I'm trying not to miss anybody's comments. So, um, so Wally, uh, 150 at 20 hertz versus 160 at 30 hertz shouldn't be equal. Why? I don't understand why not. I think that 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 is a fair and accurate depiction. It levels the playing field and it gives people that have a vehicle that wants to be more demo friendly, windy, a place to play, which was the intent of Cyclone from the beginning. Um, true demo meaning. Does anybody want to hit that? I was waiting for this one to come up. Darren, you want to take that one? Oh, you can go ahead. Come on, I've been here before. I've been here on on, on Doug's uh, on Doug's channel before. I'm giving you a, a, a more of a spotlight. <laughs> True demo meaning. Uh, mainly, you know, there isn't a specific requirement around it, but basically, the hope is that it is not a SPL vehicle that someone slaps two six and a halfs up front and says, "Hey, I'm doing demo cyclone now." Uh, the intent is to have vehicles that are built for full sound, right? They've um, not necessarily a strict requirement of, you know, you need to have door panels, you need to have this, you need to have that, but let's have vehicles that are there to play sound, um, you know, on, on all levels, all kinds of different, you know, whatever going on, not just, you know, slapping a couple speakers in a box in there. That's really more what we're looking for. Um, I don't know that. I don't have anyone in my area that isn't in that scenario where they would fall outside of that, mm -hmm. you know, quote, true demo meaning. I don't know if you guys I, have anyone. Not me, because uh, I would say my area is demo heavy. <laughs> so um, I, as you can tell with Cyclone, Cyclone's a pretty popular format here. And uh, so, yeah, so we are pretty demo heavy. And um, people just attend shows for the pure reason of demoing. So... Like I said, I don't know where that initiated, um, but that was something that was discussed pretty extensively within the judges when we were discussing rules. So hopefully that helps. Um, I know it's, um, uh, you know, so uh, let's see. Uh, and it happened, it happened a long time. That's why people exploit the rules. Um, yeah. I would agree with that, and that's why we're we're trying to get away from this question. Uh, it was like that when I bought it, Doug, uh, with a smiley face. Yep, it may have been, but um, you have to. Uh, it's on the onus of the owner of the vehicle to provide backup. That that is how it factory it came factory. Um, Let's see, Justin Stolman says, so when you do base race, top dog, or cyclone, you have to use boom check tracks versus your own tracks like Little John and AWOL Nation. Um, not accurate. Cyclone, uh, cyclone, you can use whatever track you want um, as long as it's not a sine wave, right? So uh, as long as the song's not a sine wave, um, you can use whatever track you want. So you would be able to lose Lil John or AWOL Nation for Cyclone, but uh, Top Dog and Base Race, absolutely boom check. Um, I know all about structural reinforcements. I have a I have voiced my opinion on a few vehicles that break the rules of structural reinforcement with the proper information as to why it's breaking that rule. Fell on deaf ears. I... Um, I doubt it fell on deaf ears. Um, you guys may think, I, I just want to address this real quick, the deaf ears thing. You guys may think that when you send something to a judge that we aren't doing anything with it. Um, I promise you, I know everything that I've been sent. I go, I try and do the, as much as I can to get a resolution and like I said it does take a long time sometimes 
because we're discussing it with judges in Russia, Ukraine, uh, uh, not China, but um, Italy, Germany, France, um, England. So it doesn't happen. So I can assure you that very rarely does that fall on deaf ears. I get texts from Wyatt all the time in the judges. I mean, now we have a judges group and do texts pop up in there all the time uh, from competitors saying, why is this? And we try to get an answer for it right away. I would say we've done really good at answering everything since we started that group other than the seat with the wall issue. I mean, any other thing that you've seen that maybe we haven't come to a conclusion on? That's really the only thing I've seen. No, I think that's it. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. Um, another th but must retain OEM appearance so it does not violate the other rules. Uh, Nick here. Man, he see sure seems to be on our side tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't usually get Nick on our side. But I, I do appreciate it when he is. Um, yeah, so vehicles from the 80s and 90s don't have two-inch foam. <laughs> True that. I don't have many vehicles from the 80s and 90s in my area because after 20 years, they're so rusted, they can't even drive them anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, try and buy a second-generation Trans Am from your area. Oh, good Lord. Um, uh, let's see here. So much change to other five. True demo, we had that. Uh, vehicles should have highs in the door if it's a true demo vehicle. Yes, it should. It, not necessarily the door. It can have it in the kicks. Um, it could have it on the dash. But yes, it should be a installed system. Um, oh, and I did prove it. So I believe Steve Willis did with his vehicle. Um, him and I went through quite a bit to provide that his vehicle was uh, as close as it could be to, um, yeah, <laughs> that's that, the Samurai thing. Oh, good Lord, that was, uh, we we did so much. Um, Nick Smith says, I'll reach out to you, Doug, about said vehicle. Go ahead. Um, like I said, you can reach out to Wyatt, Darren, Jeremy, um, uh, Jeffrey, and, and we it'll all end up in the same place. So um, just, we're totally cool with that, and we're here, truly, we're here to try and make it a better, more level playing field in the competition scene. <laughs> Nick, they probably didn't listen to you because you retired. So, um, <laughs> Sam Dunn says, you guys drive your SPL vehicles? Oh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, here in California, there are a couple of trailer cleans, but I think there's only two. And I believe they are, um, they still could drive them, but they get better gas mileage towing it. When gas in our area, this morning I filled up with gas at 5.15 a gallon. Okay? So um, at 5.15 a gallon, if it's cheaper to tow your vehicle than drive it, uh, yeah. That that's what that's those are the two vehicles I can think of that are trailered instead of driven to the shows. Um, after twenty plus years in the org, I know the rule book very well, and people's intent to, uh, intend to exploit them. Um, I've been doing this a long time, uh, and I can understand that, Nick. Um, so we try. So it says uh, Charles says uh, rest in peace, Super Street Division, unlimited pro stock wall incoming. <laughs> hey. That more to it, and also, I mean, well, you can't have the double windshield in the pro stock, so you'd have to change out your windshield if you were super street. Um, and if you're gonna do that, there is, uh, we didn't have a pro stock unlimited wall class, right? It was pro stock wall 5K. So that would, if you took out the single windshield, then most likely you would be in the um, super street OG class. Right, so this is a lot, that, lot that of stuff. Has a, it also has a frequency cap on it too. Oh, that's right. 
Right, right, right. So it does have. And it also has the the run the for the um the for the input for the the amplifiers from from the speakers going into the amplifiers. Oh, that's right. It does have a uh, conductor rule. A conductor rule, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Conductor rule. Yes. Uh, yes. Is Cyclone still song choice? Yes, sir. It is, Mr. Archer. Um, Sayavak. He's a California guy. He used to come to a lot of. Um, I'm ready for Pro Stock No Limit this year. He says. Uh, he was showing up at a lot of shows. He does a lot of video. Uh, his videos get quite a few views. He's. Um, uh, he would be a newer bass head, and he's one of those guys that, dude, he drives his vehicle to the show and and loves the demo. And um, like I said, he guys like him at shows are what the organization needs, in my opinion. Um, he doesn't attend enough shows in my mind, but he definitely, when he's there, his heart and his um, enthusiasm is contagious. And it's awesome to see that kind of stuff at a show. Um, obviously, you know, I got Moses Martinez in my area. And uh, that freaking guy, he's he's contagious as hell. Um, you guys met him at finals. Uh, definitely cool dude. All right. His energy is real. He, he's his own right. entity, right? Uh, yeah, so his energy is nice. It is. Uh, so if my deadener is all behind a pillar and still looks factory, I should be good. As long as it meets, you can, if asked, you can demonstrate that it is within the same thickness of the uh, factory deadener that was in the vehicle. Okay, Sam, hopefully that explains it. I, I think we've explained it pretty well tonight. I think, um, once, I think once a panel removed, um, removal tool can be used on it. It should it should be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're they're all OG now by the sounds of the rules. Just different cone area. <laughs> um. Just put tape over the windshield so no one sees it doubled up. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yep. Uh. Wyatt put in there. Why don't you say what you have here, Wyatt? So I don't have to read it out. Yeah, I was just replying, uh, Sam. Um, carpet looks like shit. I got it off a hillbilly from Ohio. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't care how it looks. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not giving you a, a score out of ten, saying you know this carpet is in exceptional shape. What What we're looking for is if all of a sudden, you know, factory, there were humps in the vehicle where the seats were, and there were humps over your center tunnel, and now you put so much deadener that the entire floor is flat, right? Um, or it's very obvious that maybe it's not flat, but it's pretty close to flat, right? That's the intent. So, I, Sam, I remember your Explorer from finals. I don't foresee you having any issues. Um, again, you know, we can't say for sure until we see it for the first time for the year, but I don't really foresee any judges having any issues. It's not like you have, like, you know, four, six, eight inches of deadener underneath that carpet. Yeah. So, okay, so Sam says, even though I set a world record in Super Street or Street Stock 1K and lost, uh, will I be able to run 1K this year? Um, did we add, if you are the world record holder at the end of the year, you need to move up? I don't think we added that. No. It was one of the suggestions, but I don't think it was added in the rules. So, so as long as you, yeah, as long as you did not get a ring for the uh, street stock 1K class, you would be able to participate in it again this year. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you can all, uh, you can as long as you never won the championship. Yep, that's correct. Looks like shit. Oh, that was one you said. Um, there's zero builds in the lanes with the same thickness of deadener that comes factory. Well, that's up to them to get that corrected. And of all the things you can correct, I'll tell you right now, that's probably the easiest. <laughs> so, um, let's see. We got about six minutes left. Uh, what's true extreme? Listen back. We discussed that earlier. 
um, and you can uh, yeah just go back in a little bit and you can hear that again um, uh, simple you have a transmission hump now it's flat across let's be honest you got five to eight inches of deadener if not more yep <laughs> Steve says bust out the tape measure um, starts at 153 dBs uh, let's see what's the championship in any class <laughs> oh that's a champion in any class yes if you have won a ring you cannot be in street stock 1k at all um, did we were we allowing them to be pro stock or did they have to move to super street I don't remember what our final decision was on that I thought pro stock I, I believe it was to pro stock also and we were talking about where you had to move up a, a, a minimum of one class every time you want a ring you couldn't go backwards but you could go only one up was one thing we discussed so um, anyway um, hey guys we actually only have like four minutes left here um, so uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in I think hopefully it was productive to the people watching this uh, people will potentially come back and uh, listen to this and watch it again uh, for any questions they have remember we're going to continue to do this on the second Monday of every month so that you guys uh, can present us with your questions and we will do our best to answer them um, hopefully we're giving you a glimpse into what we think about when we when we're doing the um, the when we're trying to come up with new um, rules for the classes um, and, and just so you guys know I mean we work we work really hard I know you guys work super hard on your vehicles we definitely as judges um, whether you guys believe it or not we work really hard behind the scenes to try and make the m most equal playing field to start with um, for everybody and then if somebody finds a way to make that playing field badass man more to them and there are people that will do that um, I mean shoot the last time I competed the loudest cars in the world were 172 okay that was the loudest cars in the world. now we got super street cars that are louder than that so <laughs> um, you know uh, uh, but I appreciate that um, with you guys uh, as competitors and people hanging out and doing all this stuff um, I want to tell you guys the best thing we can do for this uh, industry and for these shows, uh, I'm sure Darren and Wyatt will agree with me, um, invite somebody. Every time you guys invite somebody, I've had zero people go, oh, this is exactly what I, what I thought it was. This is crap. I, this was a waste of my time. You invite your grandma, your uncles, your aunts, just some guy you see beating at the... Uh, at the um, local gas station. Hey, there's a show coming up. Dude, you should really come to it. Here, here's my Facebook information. Dude, I'll send it to you and you know, send you the information. <laughs> Invite those people. That's how we grow. I guarantee you, one of the great things that we have when we do an Autorama show or we do, um, we used to do Spring Break Nationals and uh, what's the one up in your area, Wyatt? Um, the one we just didn't do last year. Uh, uh, Slam? Slamology. The thing about those shows that makes it great is the amount of people there. And that is, I know you guys may not believe this, but I put so much work into trying to get new people to the shows. But me as the judge, I can't get the same kind of people with the same kind of passion that you as an enthusiast can involve. Your passion for what you do and what you've built to show it off to the people it is infectious. I promise you, it is super infectious. And people will see that, and they want to come see what that's all about. So you guys need to invite them to shows. Let's bring people to the shows. Jose Ramos wants to know if he's late. Yeah, we already talked about you, Jose. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, I mean, would you guys agree with that? I agree. It, it, it's really on the competitors to bring in the new blood. I can only do so much, but the enthusiasm guys like Moses, Saya, 
um, Steve Willis had when he came in when he was competing. Um, you know, I, the other guys aren't in my area, so I can speak to them. Jose, when those guys um, when those guys are there and at the show, the enthusiasm and the way they speak and the love they have for what they're doing, when people see that, they want to be part of it. And uh, me as a judge, I can only, I mean, I love what you guys do, but, and I have a passion to it, but I don't have those builds that those guys have. I'm on a different, I'm in a different zone, me being a judge, you guys being a competitor. Um, yeah, do I spent, you know, I used to do that stuff, man. I, I went like four days one time and didn't sleep because I was building an extreme car. Gained 12 dB. And I go to the show, and I had to take a nap before the show. And the team I was part of, one of the guys thought, oh, it wasn't going to work. And three days worth of work, he literally pulled out in 10 minutes, and he fucking lost all 12 dB. Sorry about the language. But, dude, it made me less than happy. I was no longer part of that team. Him and I were no longer friends. <laughs> so, um, so I've been there. But you guys are in that right now. And your passion and your love for what you guys do, it shows every time you try to involve somebody else in it. So please invite friends. Like I said, people you see at the, at the grocery store beating down the street. You drive by some high school kids that, oh, dude, what's up? Come to the show. Even if they don't have a car, invite them to the shows. Get them out to the shows. Because in three years, that's going to be our new guy. He's like, dude, I went to this show one time. And they're going to tell all their friends. So you guys and your enthusiasm is what drives and makes this industry as great as it possibly is. Um, other than that, I mean, that's all I got for this whole thing. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I went a little bit long. I just, I do feel passionate about that. Um, hopefully you guys see that. It's not, I'm not trying to make extra money on that. None of that stuff. I hopefully you guys feel my passion for what I do here. Um, Darren, any last thoughts? I agree. That's how we can only, that's how we're going to grow this industry. You know, we have to get the new blood in it. Also gonna, it's going to be redundant of having the old competitors that is still there, you know, mm -hmm. competing at each other. But yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. All right, Wyatt, any last uh, words before we end this thing? Doug, is there a way for these guys to get questions to you ahead of time? Um, maybe they're not able to make the, the live call, but they want questions answered. Okay, so they can send it to me. we could think about. Oh, absolutely. They can send it to me um, in the Facebook Messenger. I get everything in and, um <laughs> He says, I live your passion. Uh, some of us have it still many years later. Most of us love the org and only want to see it grow. Hopefully that's true. I, I, I believe that. I don't discount that at all, Nick. Um, but, um, yeah, so they can send it to me on Facebook Messenger. Obviously, they can send it to uh, Darren Wyatt, Jeffrey. Uh, the easiest way to make sure, because I don't know which judges are going to be available on that Monday. Um, we're going to try and get Ray Choi on here as a regular for, the, for this section. Um, and... Uh, so you can send it to me or Jeffrey's probably the best way to make sure that that question gets seen on here. All right. A lot of your, a lot of your questions comes to me sometimes, you know. Yeah. The guy, and, the and, and I'm sure Darren and Wyatt and Jeff, Jeremy and any other judge will try and share those uh, questions with us also. This weekend in Trinidad on Sunday the 15th, it's our first multi-point event for DB Drag Racing ever to hit the Caribbean. There you Not go. That, so we that's what's going That's on exciting. Yeah. All right, so. guys. Um, I want to thank you guys for being here. I got to go take a bunch of old guys' money at the bowling alley again tonight. So, um, hey, they want to give it to me. I'm going to take it. Um, <laughs> so, Thanks, man. <laughs> so, hey, guys, once again, thank you for showing up. We really appreciate it. All our uh, people watching, um, Hey, guys, it was great to be back and doing the show. Kind of missed it the last couple of weeks. Uh, with the holidays, it just made it very difficult. Jeffrey and I were both traveling. Um, it was just made it super difficult. So I do appreciate you guys uh, tuning back in. 
Um, we're going to be back on the regular again. We're not going to miss any weeks that I can see coming up anytime soon. Uh, second Monday of each month, we'll have uh, answering uh, rules questions on here. Uh, Wayne posted something about it on his rules. Um, but yeah, this hopefully will help clear some stuff up for people. And remember, the one important thing is we are giving you the rule as we see it presented, not as it's actually in the vehicle. Um, so your local judge will have to make the final decision on it. But we can give you the thought process behind how we came up with the rules and, you know, what the what the rule how the rules intended so hopefully that helps you guys and this is beneficial and um, please go to uh, YouTube I'm still like uh, 550 people away from monetizing my YouTube it'd be awesome if I could get that so if you guys haven't subscribed like subscribe comment on YouTube that would be great too that helps the al algorithms um, someday we can I can actually do this instead of, uh, you know, working 60 hours a week on my construction job. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, guys, uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, thank you guys once again, Darren, Wyatt, for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you next week at 5.30 p.m. California time, the only time that does matter here on This Week in Car. Oh, wait, real quick. Once again, thank our sponsors, Crossfire, lots of watts. Uh, Puns Customs and Stolman Transport LLC. Remember to support those who support what things that you like to do. Um, <laughs> the, let's not all forget the DB Drag Association reserves the right to. Yes, that is absolutely on there. Um, all right, guys, once again, 5.30 p.m. California time, the only time that matters. See you guys next week on This Week in Car Audio. We out. Whoa, whoa.